This is Ethan, and I'm here with Dave, and together we are Dave and Ethan's 2,000-inch Weird Al podcast, episode 175-inch. On this episode, we give a spoiler-free recap of our experience attending New York Comic-Con and the Weird the Al Yankovic story panel. It's Dave and Ethan's 2,000-inch Weird Al podcast. It's a podcast about Weird Al. It's Dave and Ethan's 2,000-inch Weird Al podcast. Seriously, the whole podcast is about Weird Al. You don't have to listen, but we're glad you are. This episode is dedicated in loving memory of Cody. Keeping with our theme from last episode, where we shared our spoiler-free reactions to seeing the world premiere of Weird the Al Yankovic Story at the Toronto International Film Festival, we have even more Weird the Al Yankovic Story stuff planned for this episode. That's right, Ethan. Both you and I attended New York Comic Con for the first time ever, and it was the Weird the Al Yankovic Story panel featuring Daniel Radcliffe, Evan Rachel Wood, director Eric Appel, and Weird Al Yankovic himself, via Zoom, that finally got us to go. We're going to get into all of that spoiler-free goodness later this episode. Plus, we're going to cover all the other fun Weird Al-related adventures we had at New York Comic Con. But first, speaking of Weird Al-related things, it's time for What's Happening in Weird Al-Related News! What's Happening in Weird Al-Related News is brought to you in part by Well, Well, Well and the true legends of the once great forum, Huawei. In accordance with support for the rights of gays and LGBTQ+, and people who wash their hands regularly. Thanks, Mark Heidenreich, for the sponsorship. As many have heard by now, earlier this month, we lost a member of the Dave and Ethan's 2000-inch Weird Al podcast family, friend and regular collaborator with Weird Al, the great Judy Tenuta. Judy's life partner, V, shared the following message on her social media. It saddens me to share that Judy passed away on October 6th, 2022. She fought cancer bravely for a year and a half and never gave up, but sometimes the universe has other plans. Please know that this community meant so much to her. We'll keep this page alive because Judy is not gone. She left years of laughter behind. We are proud to have had Judy as a guest on episode 25-inch of our podcast, where she talked about playing Madam Judy on The Weird Al Show, appearing in the music videos for Headline News and White Nerdy, featuring Weird Al in her film Desperation Boulevard and her music video for I Like Boys, and of course, her and Weird Al's shared love of both accordions and sweets. From all of us here at Dave and Ethan's 2000-inch Weird Al podcast, Gil and Chill in Peace, Judy Tenuta. Well, it's finally here. The last two weeks in October mark the end of the 2022 leg of the unfortunate return of the ridiculously self-indulgent, ill-advised vanity tour. While Ethan and I are sad that it's almost over, we're excited to hit the road and plan to see a whole bunch more shows before it is officially over. Now, first up is the first and only Dave-only show of the tour, as he's planning on attending the Weird Al concert in Washington, D.C. at the legendary Kennedy Center. Then, Ethan, you and I will reunite, and we intend to close out the 2022 portion of the unfortunate return of the ridiculously self-indulgent ill-advised vanity tour together by hitting the last shows in Raleigh, North Carolina, 
Roanoke, Virginia, Pittsburgh, Pennsylvania, Philadelphia, Pennsylvania, and of course, the big one at Carnegie Hall in New York City. If you're going to be at any of those shows that we intend to attend, please let us know, as we'd love to say hi and get rid of, I mean, give you some of these wonderful wooden nickels. Please take these wooden nickels. Weird Al's song, Eat It, was played on Sunday night's episode of Family Guy. Yeah, I saw that. My wife Jackie and I were watching it live, and we were both surprised to hear the song. Now, it's the punchline to a rather not family-friendly joke, and let's just leave it at that. Well, if you do decide to seek out the episode, it's called The Munchurian Candidate. And yes, like many Family Guy episodes, viewer discretion is advised. Weird Al will once again be lending his voice to some animated TV shows. While HBO Max's meant-for-adults Scooby-Doo prequel Velma will not include Scooby or the iconic Mystery Machine, and Shaggy will apparently be known as his obscure butt-cannon birth name, Norval Rogers, the show will include Weird Al playing a character named Dandruff Tuba. Weird Al also shows up as a voice in Dan Pavenmeyer's Hamster and Gretel cartoon. Hamster and Gretel? Didn't we just mention that during one of our hamster alerts? We did, but that's perfect timing because this is a special hamster alert to the Dave and Ethan's 2000-inch Weird Al podcast broadcast alert system sponsored by Jack Bateman. Weird Al voices the character Wacko Wally in the new Hamster and Gretel cartoon. Weird Al shared a video of his part on his Twitter account, and you can check it out on the Hamster and Gretel Hub YouTube page as well. In the clip, he offers to take Kevin and Gretel on a tour of the world-famous Area 51. Hmm, do they also visit the world-famous Albuquerque Holiday Inn? Unclear, but they do visit the Area 51 gift shop. Oh, of course they do. But other than the obvious hamster reference in the title of the show, does Al, I mean, does Wacko Wally share the screen with any hamsters? Well, surprisingly, no, at least not in the clip that he shared on Twitter. Hmm, and I'm basing this off of the exactly two minutes and 50 seconds I've seen of the show. But for a show named Hamster and Gretel, there are surprisingly few hamsters in this cartoon. Maybe Jack Bateman should sponsor the show so they mention hamsters every episode like on our show. That is all for this episode's very important special hamster alert via the Dave and Ethan's 2000-inch Weird Al podcast broadcast alert system. Weird Al shared the piece on Mad Magazine's legendary Al Jaffe that he wrote for Mad's 70th anniversary issue. But there was one big problem. At the bottom of the image was a huge error. It mistakenly said... Be sure to stream Weird, the Al Yankovic story, premiering on Hulu, November 4th. Oh boy, I bet Roku was mad to see that because, of course, the film will not be streaming on Hulu. It will be on the Roku channel on November 4th. Thankfully, the physical editions of Mad Magazine correctly list the Roku channel. Don't forget to grab your issues at Barnes and & Barnes and & Noble or at participating comic book shops. And once again, we'd love to thank everyone who continues to alert us to any and all Weird Al or Weird the Al Yankovic story related inclusions in print media. More recent ones include issue two of Stream Plus magazine in Coolio's obituary in People magazine, this past Sunday's New York Times, and this past Sunday's Parade magazine. 
Please continue to keep your eyes peeled and keep those alerts coming. Well, there's a brand new Weird Al book that everyone is talking about, and we have some very exciting news to share about it. Yes, our advanced copies of the Lights, Camera, Accordion box set, which is John Bermuda Schwartz's brand new book covering Weird Al's career in pictures from 1981 to 2006. They've just arrived! The book itself is amazing, but the box set also comes with some really cool extras like frameable prints, postcards, a 35mm bookmark from the Bob video shoot, and a copy of a set list from 1982 and a reproduction of the 1983 tour schedule, among a ton of other things. The box set also comes autographed by Bermuda and has a hand-numbered certificate. Now, because the copies that Dave and I received were gifts, and not the ones that we ordered at 1984publishing.com, they are numbered XX. Whoa, yours says XX too? I thought that meant I had book number 20. Now, the box sets are expected to ship in mid-November, so order soon if you've not already. And a lot of fun was had last time, where we shared and compared book numbers over on our Facebook group, group.2000inch.com, so let's do it again this time. Let us know which number you got. We want to give a huge, pretty stinking majestic thank you to Bermuda and the 1984 publishing team for our advanced box sets. You can still pick up copies of the box set and the book over at 1984publishing.com. This past week, Weird Al shared a very early TV interview from 1981, possibly his first, from a program called PM Magazine. Be sure to head to Weird Al's YouTube channel to see the whole piece featuring his interview, live performance, and footage of him playing Another One Rides the Bus on a bus filled with fans. There's a new set of Weird Al-inspired art prints for sale that benefit charity over at soundwavesartfoundation.com designed by artist Tim Wakefield. There are two designs, one based on Eat It and the other on Amish Paradise, and utilize an array of colors based on the waveforms of each song. Some of the pieces are signed by Weird Al himself, and he signed them before his show in Austin, Texas earlier this month. The prints are printed on fine canvas and range from $200 for an unsigned print up to $4,000 for a one-of-a-kind original. Sales will benefit the Sweet Relief Musicians Fund. Our good friend and past guest of the podcast, Adrian Vasquez, has put together a spectacular Halloween display featuring the spooky Al original, Nature Trail to Hell. He put together a nearly six minute long production of animated lights that cover his entire house and front yard and synced it to Weird Al's song. Adrian recorded a video of his amazing display and posted it on his social media account accounts. Uh, it wasn't before long before Weird Al himself saw the video and retweeted it to his millions of Twitter followers. Adrian also kindly posted the video over in our official Facebook group, group.2000itch.com, if you want to check it out. If you stop by Adrian's house this Halloween, be sure to let him know you saw it on Weird Al's Twitter account and ask him for an extra vegan Twinkie Wiener sandwich, because he's surely giving those out. We want to share a big congratulations to our friend Jeremy Samples for officially seeing his 400th Weird Al concert in Clearwater, Florida at the Ruth Eckerd Hall on Saturday, October 15th. As far as we know, that's the most number of concerts any Weird Al fan has ever seen. You know, except 
like people in the crew and the band and Weird Al himself. From all of us here at Dave and Ethan's 2000s Weird Al podcast, congratulations to you, Jeremy. And finally, start cutting up that broccoli and start gill and chilling that beer because this Sunday, October 23rd, is Weird Al's 63rd birthday! Weird Al will be celebrating his 63rd birthday in Raleigh, North Carolina with a sold-out show at the Duke Energy Center for the Performing Arts. Dave and I will both be be there to help Al celebrate. And you just know we'll be singing him happy birthday from our seats at the top of our lungs all night long. Absolutely for sure. From all of us here at Dave and Ethan's 2000 Inch Weird Al podcast, happy birthday Weird Al! And a pinch to grow an inch. Now that we're done with what's happening in Weird Al related news, it's time to talk about our trip to New York Comic Con. But first, it's time for what's happening in Weird the Al Yankovic story related news. On the last episode, Dave and I endorsed seeing Weird the Al Yankovic story for the first time in a theater setting, if at all possible. And well, as luck would have it, there are quite a few opportunities to see it as such coming up soon. Weird the Al Yankovic story will be screening this month at the SCAD Savannah Film Festival on October 22nd with a Q&A with director and writer Eric Appel immediately following the screening. Weird the Al Yankovic story will also be screening at the Philadelphia Film Festival on October 27th And also on October 27th at the Newark Film Festival in Los Angeles, where director Eric Capel himself will be attending. While Eric will be at the L.A. screening on October 27th, Philadelphia fans will have their own special guests in attendance. That's right. It's us. Dave and Ethan, you Philadelphians are so, so lucky. And by special guests, you know, we had to pay for our own tickets and they don't know who we are. And they'll probably arrest us if we try to do a Q&A afterwards. But we're special guests. Also just announced earlier this week, there will be free screenings of Weird the Al Yankovic Story at select Alamo Draft House Theaters in Los Angeles, San Francisco, New York, Austin, Dallas, and Denver. And don't worry if you can't make it to a theater. You can always watch Weird the Al Yankovic Story for free on the Roku channel starting November 4th. And take it from us, we know you'll love it no matter where you see it for the first time and the second time and the 27th time and oh, you're going to love it. On Thursday, October 7th, Weird the Al Yankovic Story had its U.S. premiere in Santa Monica, California as part of Beyond Fest. Following the screening, Jonah Ray hosted an interview and Q&A with director Eric Appel and Rain Wilson, who portrays Dr. Demento in the film. One member of the audience even asked a question involving Dave and Ethan from Dave and Ethan's 2000-inch Weird Al podcast, or so we've been told. Following the interview and Q&A, the audience was treated to a screening of UHF. Both Ethan and I are very bummed that we were not there in person, but are oh so happy for the tons of our L.A. friends who were there to witness how pretty stinking majestic this film is. In other screening news, last Thursday, October 13th, the Newport Beach Film Festival opened with a screening of Weird the Al Yankovic Story. Celebrities and past guests of Dave and Ethan's 2000-inch Weird Al podcast were in attendance, including director Eric Appel and the legendary Dr. Demento, as well as the actor Tommy O'Brien, who plays John Bermuda Schwartz in the film. 
Now, Ethan, I was looking at pictures of the red carpet, and I had to do a double take when I noticed what Dr. Demento was wearing. Oh, his top hat? Dave, he always wears that. No, no. On his shirt, he had several enamel pins, including the one that you, Ethan, made of Weird Al's star. Oh, how cool. I love that Dr. Demento continues to wear my pin I gave him after he spoke at Weird Al's Hollywood Star Ceremony. What an awesome day that was. Also at the red carpet was a giant shoe, which was specifically designed for the film's opening. The giant shoes themed after the film and is created by the makers of Weird Al's iconic shoes, Vans. And oh boy, it looks amazing. Now, Daniel Radcliffe and director Eric Appel were seen wearing normal human-sized versions of these Vans. And the Roku channel and Vans both teased multiple times that something weird was coming and shared images of the shoes. Now, this obviously led many, many excited Weird Al fans to believe that we'd finally be getting, after many years of begging and pleading and buying Vans shoes, that we would finally officially get some Weird Al-themed Vans. Well, in news that disappointed Weird Al fans across the globe, the Roku channel shared that the custom Vans that they had been teasing for the past few days will not be for sale. But despite all indications, it turns out that all of the build-up and excitement and hoopla was instead for a social media contest that the Roku channel is holding to win one of five pairs of these Weird Al vans. Now, while it's still awesome that five pairs of these cool vans will make it out to the public and hopefully into the hands of collectors, Ethan and I are both very confused by this unexpected announcement. Talking with other fans, we absolutely believe there's a strong market for Weird Al-themed vans. And Dave, you and I have our finger on the pulse of what's hot and what's not when it comes to Weird Al Yankovic merchandise, and we've never, ever been wrong. Well, hopefully the Roku channel and Vans will reconsider and at some point release the shoes that we all want. They could even just release the design as something on the Vans custom editor like they're doing with Stranger Things designs. Ugh! Well, anyway, check out the Roku channel social media accounts for details on how to enter the contest. Well, in other Weird the Al Yankovic story news, a brand new poster for the film went on sale Friday, October 7th at the website Mondo. The 24-inch by 36-inch poster is limited to an edition of 265 and features artwork by J.J. Harrison of Al and his band recording a song in a tiled bathroom. The poster costs $60 and will start shipping worldwide in March 2023. You can pre-order it now while supplies last over at Mondoshop.com. The Roku Channel Mexico has shared a new 30-second cut of the Weird the Al Yankovic Story trailer. While you won't see any new footage added, you will see Spanish subtitles. Check it out at Roku Channel MX on Twitter to see it, or follow us at 2000inch, because we usually retweet fun Weird Al stuff like that. And remember the Weird Al Yankovic story Mad Libs sweepstakes that we mentioned on the podcast? We are extremely excited to share that our friend and longtime listener Samantha Evans was the winner. Now, Samantha's already received part one of her prize, a box of Mad Libs books. We're very excited, 
I'm sure she is too, for her to receive part two, which includes the shirt worn in the Weird the Al Yankovic story film. Now, I still hope it will be the shirt worn by that background actor in the bar scene who is not quite as tall as I am. Well, I hope it's a shirt that Daniel Radcliffe wore because that's way more exciting. But I guess we'll just have to wait and see, Dave. And finally, in Weird the Al Yankovic story-related news, it's time for our recap of New York Comic-Con. And as a reminder, while we will be talking quite a bit about Weird the Al Yankovic story in our recap, we will remain 100% spoiler-free. We promise not to reveal anything on the podcast that could be a spoiler for Weird the Al Yankovic story, at least until November 4th at the earliest. That's when the film will be more widely available for people to watch over on the Roku channel. All right, Ethan, I guess we should start our adventure at the very beginning. Yeah, so as soon as they announced that Weird the Al Yankovic story was going to have a panel at New York Comic Con, Dave, you and I rushed and we bought tickets to the Sunday event. And what is really crazy is we must have bought it at literally the exact same time because when we got our badges in the mail, they're numbered on the back and sequentially we were right next to each other. I know. That's so crazy. I mean, there were like thousands upon thousands upon thousands of people at New York Comic Con and you and I happened to get two tickets directly together that we each purchased individually. That's crazy. And we found out because I was like, hey, look, my badge number has a 27 in it. And you're like, hey, mine does too. And then we're like, oh, wait, we're literally right next to each other. (laughs) That is so funny. Well, I think we talked about it on the podcast a little bit, but of course, when the reservations for the panel went on sale, of course, everything was a cluster and (laughs) they had to shut it down and put it up a few days later. So many hours of of pain aside, we were finally (laughs) able to get our reservations. Yeah, that's right. So just to set the stage, it's me, you, and my wife, Jackie, who are going. And uh, we were able to secure tickets to Sunday's Let's Get Weird panel as soon as you know they went to sale. And let me tell you, even with the, you know, the trouble of the reservations, this ticketing process was so, so much smoother than the Toronto International Film Festival's ticket buying <laughs> process. I just want to put that out there. That's saying something, Dave. <laughs> So much, so much smoother. Well, we're luckily, you know, once once it was working and the second time around, uh, we got the panel, which is scheduled for 4 to 5 p.m. on Sunday, October 6th. And we knew it was going to feature Eric Appel, Evan Rachel Wood, Daniel Radcliffe, and Weird Al via Zoom. And I, while we were in there, it let us reserve some other panels. So we secured the Weird Al ones and then... Uh, Dave, I know you wanted to see the Muppets panel, and I also reserved one for Oscar Isaac, just in case, because I was like, well, uh, I like Moon Knight, and I think that would be fun. (laughs) (laughs) Yes, this is my first experience going to New York Comic Con, yours too. Now, Jackie's a veteran of New York Comic Con. She goes every year, she's been going the past couple years, and she actually bought a four-day pass, even before she knew that the weird panel was going to be there. So... uh, so she was able to help us get through this ticketing thing and, you know, keep us on top of everything. And yes, uh, it was a lot of fun to, to actually get to go to Comic-Con with her as well. Yeah, you, you finally got to see, you know, kind of her, her interest, her side of, of the universe <laughs> and, and all the cons. I've been to a con before. Um, I went to C2E2 in Chicago years ago. Um, which was huge and probably the closest thing I've been to like this, but it was not nearly as big as this one that we went to. <laughs> it was 
it was crazy. But anyway, it was much closer to you than it was to me. So I did drive down the night before um, and stayed over in the Weird Al Museum. (laughs) (laughs) And I did do an inventory after you left. And amazingly, everything was still here. Everything is accounted for. So I know you're a good guest. That's right. (laughs) I get the best sleep when I'm sleeping next to Weird Al's actual glasses. (laughs) (laughs) All right, so as I mentioned, Jackie went to all four days and had gone in previous years, so she knew the most efficient way to get to New York Comic Con from our house, and that was to drive to the ferry in Weehawken and take it over, which drops you directly across the street from the Javits Center. It's an eight-minute ferry ride. It is so incredibly easy to get there. I was very happy about that. I was thrilled because, you know, before she mentioned that that's how we're going to go into the city, I'm like, oh my God, we're going to have to deal with city traffic and paying for right. parking and all this nonsense but no it was it was awesome and yeah the ferry brought us right across the street from the javits center and we we were pretty much there right when it started and um while we were on the boat though we spotted someone with a curly black haired wig with a hawaiian shirt so obviously we're like we have found our people a weird Al cosplayer <laughs> I know, I know. As soon as we got on the boat, it's like, that's another Weird Al fan on this boat. And actually, uh, we didn't get to meet up with him until after he got off the boat. And we're like, oh, are you cosplaying Weird Al? That's so cool. And he's like, um, actually, I'm cosplaying Bacchus, the god of wine. So, well, <laughs> close but no cigar. I guess the god of wine looks a lot like Weird Al, at least to this guy. <laughs> Well, once we finally got to the Javits Center, it was pretty much mass chaos, uh, you know, <laughs> yes, getting indeed. in and, and uh, metal detectors and searching bags and you got to have your, your pass. What was cool is the, uh, I guess there was like an RFID in the um, the badge. So all they had to do is like kind of, you know, scan your badge like you do a credit card or something. Right. Um, which I thought, I wasn't expecting that. I thought that was really cool. Um And we got in, and then we immediately split up the rest of the day. (laughs) (laughs) Right, because it was getting time. I mean, I, I, you know, it's knew I wanted to see this Muppets panel, so I decided I'm going to go off and find that. Uh, You and Jackie opted not to go to the Muppets panel, and you went off on your own ways. And I uh, ended up uh, finding the Muppets panel. It was funny. I actually ended up going up this up escalator in like with like one escalator to go up for like a thousand people. It took me like five minutes to get up there, and then I'm like, oh, I'm on the wrong floor. I have to go back down Oh, crap. (laughs) (laughs) So anyway, it was very crowded there, but I did eventually find find it to uh, find my way to the Muppets panel. And um, I'm going to go through just real quickly the Muppets panel, and then you can fill us in on your time, Ethan. How's that sound? Sure. So I go into the Muppets panel, and one of the ushers ushers me up right to the third row. So I'm sitting in the third row in front of the stage. (laughs) And I'm like, this is great. (laughs) This is my first experience at Comic-Con, and I get ushered up to the VIP section. And you were not a VIP, (laughs) to be clear. No, I was not a VIP. Not at all. But overall, it was a really fun panel. They had several actors uh, from the actual upcoming uh, Muppets Mayhem show. And uh, they had one Muppet performer there and a few of the writers up on stage. But probably of most interest to Weird Al fans is that Taj Mori was there and because he's one of the stars in the new show. Now, Weird Al fans are going to recognize Taj from the Weird Al show where he placed himself on the Because I Said So episode. Mm. How cool. 
Yeah, and he's also one of the few people, you know, along with the great Charles Nelson Riley, that Weird Al has technically written and performed a song entirely about him. <laughs> what a high honor that uh, Taj <laughs> Mori got. <laughs> All right, so Taj's character in Muppet Mayhem hit pretty close to me because, all right, so this, briefly, this is about the Electric Mayhem, which is the Muppet house band on The Muppet Show, and Taj Mori plays their biggest fan who knows everything about everything about them, and he's attended all but one of their concerts, and it immediately reminded me of myself. So he is the Dave Elvis Rossi of the Electric Mayhem universe, for sure. Did he have an animal tattoo on his butt, Dave? Did he mention? (laughs) (laughs) You know, I bet we're going to have to watch this Muppets Mayhem show because there's got to be a whole episode where he gets them a star on the Hollywood Walk of Fame. Uh, (laughs) so what do you think dave is it a show you're gonna see yeah i'm looking forward to it it actually looks like it's very fun and i am a big fan of the muppets and i think they really hit a home run with this one it's definitely gonna be fun and correct me if i'm wrong wasn't adam f goldberg there um he's one of the producers of the show and he's actually the guy who created the goldbergs which weird al had a special cameo on yes adam was one of the panelists up on the stage yes absolutely awesome Well, I did have a ticket to this Muppets panel, but I decided, you know what? I just wanted more time to just wander around and experience the Comic-Con because if you've never been to this, it is just huge. It's like a a small city inside this giant (laughs) building. There's like giant displays and stores and people and costumes. It's absolutely insane. So I just wanted extra time to walk around and uh, get free junk given away to me and... (laughs) You know, you know, one of the main things I wanted was a New York Comic Con guide because I figured that there would be something, at least a schedule that mentioned the weird panel. Um, so I don't know if you got one, Dave, when you got in, but I was not handed one when I got in. So I was like, I went to the, the New York Comic Con official merch booth. They're like, we don't have things you're supposed to get that when he came in i'm like well i didn't (laughs) so i like i went all around looking for this this thing and um finally i went to this like help desk and i asked the guy because i saw him with it in his hand i'm like where did where did you get that i really want one he's like they were supposed to give it to you on the way in i'm like they didn't and he like kind of looks around and he goes don't tell anyone but here, you can have this one. <laughs> and he gave me <laughs> one from under the table. I don't know why these things are, these free programs are so hard to get. Um, but uh, I'm glad I got it because there is a listing and it just says, you know, the weird panel or something. <laughs> so, <laughs> technically, it's Weird Al related. Um, now, one of my favorite booths I went to was the Tops booth, the trading card booth. Um, they had a whole like section on Garbage Pal Kids. And as I was looking through, looking for anything Weird Al related, because of course they just had that card right. release, I saw that they were doing an autograph signing later that day with David Gross, who is the guy who drew the Weird Al Garbage Pail Kids card. So I was like, wow. Oh, how cool. How awesome. So this is a good time to mention that I actually had one of the rare sepia parallels of the Weird Al Garbage Pail Kids card in my pocket because I got I pulled an extra one. And Jeff McClelland traded with me for it, so I was going to see him later that day. So I brought it with me to give it to him to save the five bucks on postage or whatever. So 
<laughs> I had this like really awesome Garbage Pail Kids card that this guy had written. So I was like, wow, I, I really want to get this signed. So I apologized to Jeff in case I was able to meet the guy. Um, and I went up to the booth and they're like, yep, he's going to be here at one o'clock. So just show up at one o'clock and you can go to the signing. I'm like, okay, cool. I wandered around. Dave, I'm sure you can attest. It's not easy to wander around New York Comic Con. It was so busy. It's so hard to get anywhere because oh, there's so many people yeah. and traffic. Um, so I got there like an hour before at noon, before this the thing. And I was just like, just wanted to double check, you know, where do I go? Do I have to line up? And they're like, oh, yeah, all the slots are taken for the autographs. Oh, no. <laughs> like they could have told me when I was there like two hours before. But right. So I was really bummed. And they're like, well, maybe if you wait in the line and if someone doesn't show up, maybe you can still get an autograph. I was like, great. So I went back there an hour later at one o'clock and I recognized David Gross because I Googled him and I looked up what he looked like so I could, if I saw him, knew what he looked like. <laughs> and um, so I went up and I said, uh, are you guys doing the signing here? And then the employee points and there's this giant line next to them. And it was just before one o'clock, so it hadn't started yet. I was like, oh, I really wanted to get this signed. And I held up that parallel, the sepia, you know, rare card. And um, the employee's like, well, sorry, um, you're going to have to get the end of the line and it's all taken. And, you know, he kept like explaining the stuff. Right, right. And so then David Gross is like, oh, no, that's a special card. Let me sign that for him right now. And so oh, wow. <laughs> he, uh, he took the card and, and signed it. Um, I guess they were just going to have like some other kind of exclusive card that he was signing. But, of course, I didn't care about that. I wanted the Weird Al one signed. So right. <laughs> it was really cool. Uh, it was really sweet of him to uh, to do that. And so I, I got my signature. And um, <laughs> while I was at the Tops booth, I did wait in line to play this like game to win like some free stickers or something. And... Uh, one of the employees saw my weird, the Al Yankovic story shirt and turns out he's a huge weird Al fan. And so instead of just the stickers that I won from playing the game, he handed me like three bags full of like all the merch you could win. Oh my he, like, wow. he just like, as he was talking to me, he just handed me more. I told him about the podcast. He's like, Oh my God, you talked to weird Al here. And he just like kept handing me posters and all sorts <laughs> of crap. So shout out to Bob for all the free stuff. <laughs> awesome. Awesome. <laughs> All right, so after the panel, I pretty much did what you did. I went, I got some lunch, and then I walked around the vendor floor. And you're right, it is crowded. It is a lot of people up there. There are some cool things to see, but, I mean, I was looking mostly to see if there's anything Weird Al related. I personally didn't find anything up in the vendor's booth, but there was a lot of cool stuff. I mean, if you're into, you know, comics and you're into any kind of, you know, anime or anything like that, for sure, this is a cool place to check out. I'm sure you did the same kind of stuff I did. Like I saw this guy who drew really cool, like um, inspired concert posters. And I was like, Oh, do you have any weird Al? No. I found a guy who did like celebrity caricatures. I'm like, do you have any weird Al? No. Like <laughs> literally, I'm sure you did the same thing. We probably talked to all the same people. And yeah, I, I think we did because I, I think we did because I actually do remember talking to that concert poster guy. He had some cool posters, but none of them were weird Al related. However, I did see a poster about Patton Oswalt. Gotta pass Dave. While we struck out up on the main floor, there was so much more comic-con to 
see, specifically the Artist Alley, which I really wanted to go to because Jeff McClelland had mentioned, and I know Eric Appel mentioned on his social media, that Bill Plimpton was there, who famously, at least in our world, is the guy who did the TMZ and the Don't Download the Song music videos for Weird Al. And you tell me if you had a similar experience. I got so confused trying to find him <laughs> downstairs. <laughs> I probably spent an hour looking around for him before I figured out the code and <laughs> did it because there's like these big signs where it's like A through D and then D through F and then, you know, F through L or, or whatever. And I, so I'm like, Plimpton, P, and I, I don't see P on that thing. So I was like, oh, maybe it's in the back. <laughs> so I go all the way in the back and I'm like, it, you know, I'm, I've told that it's all alphabetical. I don't see any, like, Plimpton, and I'm getting so, like, I was so confused, Dave. I don't know if you if you were smarter than me, but finally I, I went to the, the there they had this like, kind of guide where it had all of the artists listed, and I looked next to Bill Plimpton, and it said, like, H3, and I'm like, H, that's not P, and then I realized that... <laughs> They weren't by last name. They were by last name on the chart, which then had a different code. I, I don't know, Dave. It took me a long time. I finally found him. <laughs> and I, I see Bill, and I'm like, oh, I finally found you. And he's like, yep, <laughs> that's me. <laughs> I don't think he realized the journey I had taken. <laughs> but, uh, you know, of course, I uh, talked to him about the podcast and um, I, I asked him because he had a bunch of books and DVDs. I was like, "Do you have anything that features your Weird Al art?" Um, and he's like, "I don't have any, you know, Weird Al art here to sell, but I do have this book that does uh, have some of the Weird Al drawings in it." So um, I, I picked it up. It was a really big hardcover book. It's called "Independently Animated: Bill Plimpton: The Life and Art of the King of Indie Animation." And uh, he was so sweet, uh, I asked him to autograph the book, and he's like, I'm going to also uh, draw you a mini caricature. So he had oh, me pose, cool. and he drew my face and uh, with his autograph. It was really cool, uh, and I had a, a really nice time meeting him. Yeah, I had a little different experience with Bill Plimpton, at least finding him, because prior to going to New York Comic Con, I downloaded the app, and if you go to the app and you type in the name Bill Plimpton, it tells you exactly where to find him. H3. So <laughs> I just did that. <laughs> I knew I wanted to see him. I went over, I found him immediately, and uh, yeah, I, I did the same thing you did. I asked him you know, if he had any Weird Al stuff, uh, and he said that he actually said that he had the book, but it, he just sold the last one. So maybe he sold it to you. I'm not sure. There was one more when I bought mine. So someone beat you to it. Not me, Dave. Yeah, I missed out on that, but I will be able to find it on his website, he said. And uh, I did have a great conversation with him. We were talking about him, you know, working on the Weird Al music videos. And uh, he was extremely nice, very friendly gentleman. He did have an offer where he would draw a caricature of you. And I took advantage of that. So I uh, got Bill to draw me this really nice, awesome caricature of myself. It's an original Bill Plimpton artwork. It's very cool. I'm going to try to find a frame for it and hang it up somewhere in my Weird Al room, probably. Yeah, it's really cool. And I did actually look through. So he also had out on his table uh, some of his original artwork from many of his animated shorts. You know, the one he did for The Simpsons and a couple of the other ones. I was looking through that and I did find one. 
uh, that I thought was really cool from his 1989 animated short, 25 Ways to Quit Smoking. So I did purchase one of those original artworks from that. And he did sign it for me and he wrote on it, 25 Ways to Quit Smoking. It was really cool. It was cool. a great conversation with Bill. He was so nice and uh, it was great. It was He was so nice and so friendly. He was incredibly nice. And I think he was having so much fun talking to me. I was like, well, I'm going to leave you alone and go try to find something else. He's like, no, don't leave me. Don't leave me. It was really funny. <laughs> Well, at, at some point while you're with him, um, I said, hey, well, why, why don't um, we get a picture with him together? Because I'm sure we'll get him on the yep. podcast eventually. So uh, luckily, since I knew where he was, I was able to make my way back and uh, <laughs> we got to grab a photo. And uh, it was really great to see him for a second time and, and get to meet up with you for the first time the whole day. <laughs> <laughs> Pretty much, yes. Now, I wanted to mention earlier when I was on my mission trying to find Bill, I did run into uh, the booth for artist Joey Spiato. And uh, I figured S is close to P, and I was trying to find it. It was nowhere near where where, uh, where Bill ended up being. But uh, Joey Spiato, Dave, you might recognize him because he did the really cool artwork um, that's shown up a few places called My Pal Weird Little Al. It's like one of those oh, little children's yeah. books. So I know there's been prints, there's been postcards. So um, as soon as I saw him, I was like, I am such a big fan of of your Weird Al piece. I've bought it in every way that you've sold it. (laughs) And he said that he's actually working on a new Weird Al piece, all dedicated to UHF. So I guess he's doing a whole series for his favorite movies. And I said, you know, you really need to do a whole actual My Pal Weird Little Al book. And he said, I want to so bad. I I think I'm going to. So... Uh, I hope he does because that would be really pretty stinking majestic. Yeah, I hope he planted the seed very firmly in his head for that one. I hope that comes true. (laughs) Now, after we had finished talking to Bill Plimpton, you and I, we were trying to make our way up to the weird panel because it was starting soon. But meanwhile, our friend Jeff McClellan had texted us and said that he had found an awesome artist that had done some really cool Weird Al art. So we wanted to track that artist down before we headed up to Weird. Well, so we used the guide and we found it pretty quick. We got over, um, the artist's name is Clayton McCormick, and he actually wasn't there when we first showed up, but he did have a book that said Weird Al on it. Right. (laughs) So we're flipping through and he does all this really awesome, amazing Weird Al art, and it's really cool, and it's all like hand-drawn, obviously. He had some really amazing pieces based off of Weird Al songs and Weird Al album covers. I loved his in-3D album cover, and he had this really cool piece from One More Minute where it was Al in front of all the toilets. It was really (laughs) well done. Yeah, I was really drawn to this one where it was Al and Harvey the Wonder Hamster. Uh, as well as there was one of Al with the um, carolers wearing gas masks from Christmas at Ground Zero. (laughs) So uh, some really unique, cool stuff. And uh, it wasn't long before he came back and he's like, do you know that other guy who just bought a Weird Al piece? We're like, yeah, (laughs) he told us about it. And um, we're flipping through and, and Dave, we really just couldn't decide which ones we wanted and we're trying to decide between them because they were a little expensive, but really good quality. And so we're kind of arguing. Yeah. We definitely could not decide which pieces we wanted to buy. So we just decided we're going to buy the rest of them. And Clayton <laughs> made us this incredible deal and we picked up all of his remaining Weird Al artwork. So sorry, anyone after us who was looking for Weird Al, we bought it all. Uh, he was really thrilled to, uh, to sell the rest to us. And, uh, 
so much so that he wanted a picture of us holding up all the artwork we just bought and he posted it over on his instagram account very cool very cool c mccormack 414 on twitter so uh, you can check out dave and i holding up all of our weird al goodies (laughs) (laughs) so after talking to clayton it was uh, about time we needed to head up for the panel now the panel was up on the fifth floor of the javits center so we had to go all the way up to the fifth floor we met back up with jackie and we got in line to head into the panel I couldn't believe how big of a line it was, Dave. I was like, what? I uh, was not expecting it to be as big as it was. Uh, we waited in a giant line, and they brought us into a room to wait in another line. <laughs> I know. It was crazy. I was like, are, is this standing? Because there are no seats. It was just like kind of rows. And I was like, are we, where's the stage? Like, I was so confused. And uh, you guys were like, no, this is just, <laughs> you know, another line. <laughs> Let me tell you, this panel was... So much more crowded and at least 10 times the size that the Muppets panel was. So I was as surprised as you were. This place, this room was huge. It was gigantic. Uh, And I'm so glad we had reserved tickets because the standby line was all the way down the hall. Oh, man. I'm really glad we were able to get in. Um, I do wonder how many of those people got to get in because... I mean, by the time we walked into the door to grab seats, like it was already more than half full. And, and so we oh, were yeah. not super close. But actually, there was a couple of things that happened before we actually got in. As we're standing in line, someone walks by and goes, Dave and Ethan. And we turn around <laughs> and it's just some guy that we don't recognize. So it's like, do we know you? And he's like, nope. It <laughs> just keeps walking. <laughs> Some listener so I'm just a fan of the podcast. And we don't know. <laughs> we don't know who you are, but if you do want to reach out to us, uh, we will send you some stickers. And wooden nickels. <laughs> <laughs> and then before the the second line let us in, uh, we actually saw Eric Appel from a distance. And uh, I'm guessing most people there before the panel didn't know exactly what he looked like. So right. <laughs> he was a little bit incognito for the time being before, you know, thousands of people knew who he was but uh we were able to wave to him and he seemed busy running around doing something right (laughs) Um, we got in and and uh once we sat down they had like a dj and kind of like a um a temporary host just kind of like running things you know doing little contests and stuff and a dj playing music yeah they had a little pre-panel entertainment going on uh what's interesting is they had somebody walking around the audience with a microphone and he was uh going to i guess random people in the audience or people who were volunteering to sing weird al songs and the dj would start playing the song then he'd cut out the the words and just leave the instrumental part and uh the people would sing the weird al songs it was pretty cool and they had that up on the big screens they had these gigantic screens where you could watch uh, everything that was going on and you could watch the panel later on when they were up there now i think everyone will agree uh who was there that you know the the people singing was fine everyone who they picked and volunteered seemed to know the the lyrics decent amount um right but the absolutely most impressive thing is they're playing the Hamilton polka, which that's a pretty difficult song because there's so many words. It goes so fast. And they hand the microphone to this girl and she crushes it. It was insane. I don't think there was even instrumental at that point. It just, they stopped it and she did like the rest of the song as fast as Al does. Didn't miss a single word on rhythm, on beat. I was 
completely blown away. I think the whole place started applauding for her. Oh, yeah. Yeah, for sure. She was incredible. Absolutely incredible. I, you're right. The whole place was just shocked in awe, and they were standing and giving her applause. It was incredible. <laughs> it was. She was really good. It was definitely a hard act to follow, um, <laughs> which uh, our right. friend Jeff McClellan found out. While he wasn't the one singing, he was in the background of uh, a different person singing, and uh, Jeff uh, did a little dance and <laughs> luckily it was on the big screen so nobody missed it <laughs> around four o'clock uh the host of the panel josh horowitz came out and he introduced the rest of the panel daniel radcliffe evan rachel wood eric appel and of course weird al on zoom from florida yes and i wasn't sure how that was going to work but they had like a giant tv um turned kind of portrait mode um with al's face zoomed in um so you could actually see al's face and reaction the whole time and then when he was actually responding to something they put his whole video up on the big screen so it actually right yeah worked out pretty good and i enjoyed seeing al's um reactions and and uh face while other people were talking and and answering questions yeah, I thought the whole panel uh, worked out well. And uh, yeah, there was no issues at all with Weird Al zooming in at all. Uh, now, pretty early on in the panel, they showed the trailer for Weird the Al Yankovic story, which yep. was really fun to get to see uh, with such a big, awesome audience like that. And um, they went through a couple questions. Uh, some things are a little spoilery, um, but... Um, we, I think we can mention a couple of these without revealing too much, Dave. Um, I think one of my favorite parts was um, Weird Al and Eric Appel talked about how they went through Al's holiday card list uh, to cast the cameos in the film. <laughs> so I, yeah, that was pretty cool. <laughs> so I don't think it's a spoiler. I think people know there's cameos. We're not going to tell you who those cameos are, um, but I thought that was great. <laughs> Yeah, and Evan Rachel Wood and Daniel Radcliffe mentioned one of the very first scenes that they shot is the one from the trailer where we see Weird Al and Madonna making out. <laughs> Can you imagine that's your first day on set? It's just like, <laughs> all right, now you're making out with Daniel Radcliffe. <laughs> <laughs> I thought it was pretty stinking majestic that um, obviously Daniel's hair is not authentic, but... The mustache was his own mustache in the film. I thought that was pretty cool. And this was a really big treat. They actually showed an extended clip from the movie, which got an incredibly great reaction. Yeah, they said it was exclusive to the panel. Now, technically anyone who had seen the film, like Dave or I or our friends who've been to the screenings, have seen that scene before. Uh, but at least for a public audience not watching the whole film, it was the first time that they saw it. And it got a great reaction. I, it's one of the more memorable scenes in the film, and it really killed with this audience. Well, we weren't quite sure what to expect, but we were hoping that there might be an audience Q&A. So we had our questions ready, but all of a sudden, abruptly at 4.30 p.m., the panel just ended. Yeah, there was no like big, like, well, we want to thank everyone again, or like, I guess they kind of, like, it, it went so fast where it didn't seem like they were ending like it sounded like maybe they were about to transition to something and and then it just ended and it was advertised for an, a full hour so it was very confusing to us 
<laughs> and the whole audience. Yeah, it was very awkward because the audience, I think everybody in the audience was expecting it to go to five because that's what was advertised. And all of a sudden it stopped at 430 and people didn't know what to do. So they just sat there awkwardly. <laughs> yeah, I, like it wasn't clear if there was like a technical difficulty or, or what was going on like even the the dj like his stuff wasn't set up and he was kind of scrambling to get it set up and then like <laughs> we're trying to find um our friend jeff and then security's like yelling at everyone like i heard one security guy he's like you can talk about it at home get out of here like it was very <laughs> bizarre <laughs> Well, we did eventually meet back up with Jeff McClelland and uh, talked a little bit about his dancing up on the big screen. <laughs> and uh, we did run into another friend of the podcast, Jeremy Ween. Yes. We mentioned on the podcast before. mentioned him, and he's an old friend. And um, while we were all just chatting, um, we saw Eric Appel walk by. <laughs> so <laughs> we waved him over, and, and we talked about his pretty stinking majestic, weird, the Al Yankovic story, custom Vans shoes. And we talked about the panel and the the reaction to the clip, and it was really nice to get to see him again. Yeah, it was fun to get to talk to him. There, I mean, there was a small group, you know, besides uh, the five of us that were there. A couple other fans kind of sort of recognized something was going on and came over. But Eric was really sweet. He talked to everybody, and uh, he chatted with us for a little while, and it was uh, really nice to, to see him. Yeah, I had a great time at the panel. Again, I it was shocking and abrupt how they ended it. Um, <laughs> right. I, I'm curious what the whole story was there. I'm sure it was something out of their control uh, with the con, but um, I thought it was a, a great day. I had a lot of fun, um, but boy, I don't know what I would have done for a four-day convention. <laughs> I, had, <laughs> I did everything I wanted to do and more. <laughs> Yeah, certainly. We were there all day, and it was a very busy day, and I was definitely ready to head home by the time the panel ended. <laughs> I had seen quite <laughs> enough New York Comic Con. Yeah, so we went back to your place. I took a little nap, and then I drove back up to New York, and I'm glad I did it. I'm glad we went. That was such a, an interesting and new experience, and... What do you think, Dave? Are you going to be going back to New York Comic Con next year? Well, if New York Comic Con decides to hold another weird panel, I'll definitely be back. <laughs> me too. Boy, recounting that incredibly busy day has gotten me very, very famished, Dave. I think I need to hear all about Burrito Burrito! Well, you're in luck because it's now time for the Burrito Burrito ad. This episode is brought to you in part by Vegan Burrito Restaurant, Burrito Burrito in Troy, New York, home of the two-pound double wrapped in quesadilla, Burrito Burrito, and Wizard Burger in Albany, New York. Come on down to Burrito Burrito and Burrito Burrito, your Burrito Burrito, or hop on over to Wizard Burger for mouth-watering loaded, dare I say, beefy vegan burgers. From Troy to Albany to Uranus, Burrito Burrito and Wizard Burger feed the hungry with out-of-this-world, plant-based, real food, always vegan style. Visit BurritoSquared.com and WizardBurger.com to order ahead. This episode is brought to you in part by Discover Darwin, promoting tourism in Darwin, Minnesota. Not only is historic Darwin, Minnesota a beautiful, it's also featured in Lights, Camera, Accordion. If you're a fan of Weird Al, you may have heard that longtime drummer and archivist John Bermuda Schwartz has put out a book called Black and White and Weird All Over. While that book was met with near unanimous praise, it's one single fault not including the error on the back cover, was that there were no photos from Darwin, Minnesota. That wrong has been righted in John Bermuda Schwartz's new book, Lights, Camera, Accordion, as Weird Al is pictured with the twine ball 
nestled prominently in the sweet and wonderful town of Darwin, Minnesota. But that's not all. Super fans of Weird Al that have ordered the Lights, Camera, Accordion book set will soon learn that one of the exclusive prints included in the set features Weird Al at the Twine Ball in Darwin, Minnesota. So this is a collector's alert for biggest ball of twine built by one-man collectors. Go and buy an extra copy of that box book set at 1984publishing.com. And after you do so... Be sure to visit Darwin, Minnesota on your next expedition. Discover Darwin more than just the twine ball. And after you visit Darwin, Minnesota, attempt to visit discoverdarwin.biz. Dave and Ethan's 2000-inch Weird Al podcast is brought to you absolutely free thanks to our incredible sponsors, Burrito Burrito, Jackson Scoggins, Discover Darwin, Jack Bateman, and Mark Heidenreich. Our podcast is also supported by everyone in our Patreon family, with special thanks to our amazing close personal friend level Patreon supporters, Rim Jam's Jared and Rocky, Kenneth, UH Jeff, Scott, Adriana, Gus and Alicia, Javier, Kev, Matthew, Mike, Ajax, Allison, Zeb, Blair, Dana B., Jake, and NES Josh 64 Also, thank you to Maria and everyone else in our pretty stinking majestic Patreon family. If you enjoy our freakishly, fantastically family-friendly, wonderful, wild, wacky, Weird Al podcast, please consider supporting us at patreon.com slash 2000inch. There are awesome benefits like getting your name on the podcast, your own private RSS feed, and access to secret episodes. And now would be a great time to join if you haven't already, because you'll be the first to hear our The Unfortunate Return of the Ridiculously Self-Indulgent Ill-Advised Vanity Tour concert review bonus episodes. And do not forget to check out our official merchandise shop over at shop.2000inch.com. Now that October is here and the cooler weather is starting to roll in, Be sure to pick yourself up one of our Inverse Logo Unisex Zip hoodies or pick up a second one to keep you and your loved ones warm on those chilly, chilly autumn nights. We love hearing from our listeners and other Weird Al fans, so be sure to join our Facebook group over at group.2000inch.com and visit our Discord server for even more riveting Weird Al and Red Rum to Goody related conversations. You can find both of them linked on our website as well as information about past episodes and guests over at weirdalpodcast.com or 2000inch.com. And while you are there, click on ridiculously self-indulgent bonus episodes to follow along with our adventures on tour or click on black and white and weird all over bonus episodes for our special series where author john bermuda schwartz walks us through his first book page by page and picture by picture keep up on new episodes podcast news and events by following at 2000 inch on facebook twitter and instagram and thank you for subscribing and leaving those fantastic reviews on your favorite podcast app Make sure you're subscribed because it not only helps the podcast, it keeps the ghosts and ghoulies and goblins away. Ooh, spooky. Plus, we love it when we receive voicemail via our official patent pending 27 hour a day podcast hotline 347 spatula. Keep those calls coming in. We'll get back to spatula messages soon. You might even hear your message in a future episode. We'd love to especially thank Jackie Rossi, Jeff McClelland, David Grant, Adrian Vasquez, Eric Appel, John Bermuda Schwartz, Matthew Chernacki, 1984 Publishing, and Judy Tenuta for their contributions to this episode. 
Thank you to the Grammy Award winning Jim Kim OS for our incredible podcast theme song. And thank you to Weird Al Yankovic, as this podcast probably would not exist without him. And a big thanks to all of you, our loyal listeners, subscribers, Patreon supporters and sponsors, and everyone else who makes our podcast possible. Thank you for choosing Dave and Ethan's 2000 Inch Weird Al podcast. And until we meet again, remember to gill and chill. Wow, Dave, you know what I just realized? That nothing rhymes with orange? Uh, doorhenge? Anyway, there's just over two weeks from the official release date of Weird the Al Yankovic Story on the Roku channel. I know, isn't that so freaking exciting? Well, I know we said no spoilers on the podcast, but with it being so close and all the screenings and the sneak peeks coming up, I was hoping we could just share one teeny tiny spoiler. No, 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 Ethan. Absolutely, positively, no. Oh, come on. Just one, please. I'm doing puppy dog eyes over here. Don't you dare, Ethan. Spoiler alert. During the Radcliffe Place Radio. Ha! Oh, Ethan, what am I going to do with you? Oh, don't worry about it, Dave. Andrew and Frank will definitely boop it. That was Dave and Ethan's 2000-inch Weird Al podcast, episode 175-inch. Spoiler-free until November 4th. In my act, you know, I'm the love goddess. Well, it's not an act. I'm a real love goddess. You know that.